0: This is Chris. This is Jorge. And we're
1: Buds of Faith.
0: All right, good afternoon, everybody. Okay. We're going to ask you for your undivided attention. Let's be quiet and silent. And we want to welcome our two guest speakers. You probably have seen them around the school. We have Chris Adams and George Santibanez, which is the Director of Religious Education for our parish and the Church of the Little Flower. So you've probably seen him around, helping with CCD and all of our religious events, and Chris, his assistant. So they're here to talk to us about how we pray and really prepare our hearts during this season of Advent. So please be respectful, and they're going to ask you for questions, so use the same manners and rules that you follow in the classroom, you're going to use them here as well. So please be respectful, and we thank them for coming.
1: Thank you, Ms. Viscaino. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you. God bless you too. And you all know Chris, right?
0: Hi.
1: No? So, so uh, first of all, it's, it's great to be with you. Uh, we're going to be, like, like Ms. Fiskaniel said, we're going to be talking to you a little bit about prayer and, and how to pray during Advent, because it's a very special season. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I just want to say Happy New Year, or Happy Almost New Year, and I'm not talking about January, all right. I'm not talking about January 1st, calendar New Year, because what happens next Sunday?
0: Easter. All right,
1: It's a, very good. We, we're ahead of the curve here. So we're going to start a new liturgical year. The first Sunday of Advent is going to start a new liturgical year, and that's kind of that's going to be the foundation of this whole presentation, because we're we're going to talk about the new liturgical year starting with Advent and what that means for us as individuals, what that means for us as families, and really ultimately what that means for us as Catholics. But if we're going to be talking about prayer, it's only fitting that we start with, with a prayer. Very good. So I'm just, I know you're already seated and silent and very attentive, so I appreciate that. Uh, but I just ask that you take ten seconds just to put ourselves in the presence of Christ and call to mind whatever intentions we have. and Just hold those in the silence of your heart. And we'll begin this afternoon together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, long-expected Jesus. Excited me a wonder at the wisdom and power of your father and ours Receive our prayer as part of our service of the Lord who enlists us in God's own work for justice Come long-expected Jesus in us a hunger for peace Peace in the world peace in our home peace in ourselves Come long-expected Jesus in us a joy responsive to the father's joy We seek his will so that we can serve with gladness, singing, and love. Come, long-expected Jesus. Excite in us the joy and love and peace that is right to bring to the manger of our Lord. Raise in us too sober reverence for the God who acted there. Hearty gratitude for the life begun there and spirited resolution to serve the Father and the Son. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So so I started by saying Happy New Year, right? So it's the last week of the year. We just have a few days left, and then Sunday, when we go to church, it's going to look completely different. So what color is the altar going to be? Purple, Purple. right? So the priest is going to be wearing purple. The altar is going to be purple. We might have a few Christmas trees in there, but they're not going to be lighted yet. They're just going to be the trees. Totally bare, because we are preparing for Christmas. That's right, Jesus' birthday. So we don't jump straight to Christmas. We're going to journey for three weeks, uh, and it's kind of fascinating this year. We, it's normally four weeks, but the fourth week of Advent this year is one day long. So, so Sat- Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent is just one day, and then we jump right into Christmas because it's on a Monday. So it's a process. It's a journey, and that's really what Advent is about just like our calendar year right we start january first and we journey all the way through december 31st with the liturgical year we're going to journey all the way through this experience of jesus life and that starts with advent this does not start with christmas so that's that's kind of what we got going on next sunday It's going to be happy new year and what do we do when we have a new year all right january first comes comes along we celebrate and what, what do we make some promises right what are those called New Year's resolutions. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, so how many, just a quick show of hands and I'll let Chris jump in here because I don't want to hog up the whole time here. <laughs> how many of you make New Year's resolutions at home? All right, excellent. Now, put those hands down, one last show of hands. How many of us make liturgical New Year's resolutions? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's what, oh, we got, we got a handful back there, excellent. So that's what we're gonna do this year, okay? So if, if you learn anything from our, our time together today, it's that next Sunday or this Sunday when Advent starts, we are going to all make together liturgical New Year's resolutions. And that's how we're going to journey through Advent so that we honor Advent so that we can have the best Christmas ever. How's that sound, Chris?
0: That sounds fantastic. How does that sound to you guys? Great. So, making new liturgical year resolutions. So what kind of um, resolutions do you think you guys could come up with? Any ideas? Yes, ma'am. Fragmore, very good. You, sir. Trying to go to church every Sunday. Great. Anybody? Let's go with this gentleman right here. Be nice to everyone you meet. Very good. You, ma'am? Obeying your parents. Very good. All right, everyone. Thank you. Those are great Great resolutions and great ways to start. Do we do a lot of those things anyway? Yes? We should, though, right? Right. So let's talk about kind of what we're doing here with Advent. As we said, you know, we're just taking some steps. We're getting closer. We're journeying towards this day that's going to be really exciting. You know, we're going to have presents. The family's going to be there. But we celebrate, most importantly, what? Right. Exactly. So... Keeping that in mind, like I said, these things that we we talked about aren't necessarily huge things that we, you know, we just don't do. I mean, we try to do those things, right? So we want to emphasize that we're going to be talking about prayer today and things that we do um, to grow closer to God. But these things, this time of year doesn't, isn't a a big change up. You know, this, we we change our focus a little bit. You know, we, we try to emphasize certain things and just remember certain things. But just like everyday life, we're still trying to go and do the same things. We're trying to get to the same goals, right?
1: So quick question. Where do you guys pray? Yeah. At home? Any particular place at home or just in general? In general? And at church? Where else do you pray? At school? Anywhere you can? How about over on this side? Anyone back here? Where do you guys pray? Yep. Okay, so you pray at night. You made a little altar in your home. That's beautiful. I encourage all of us at some point this Advent, if we haven't done so already, make a little space. Make a little sacred space. You know, we're all, are we going to make Advent reads in class? All right, so take those reads home and display those in your house, and that's a beautiful place to pray. One more. Where, where else do we pray? Yes, sir. Before you go to sleep. You know my favorite place to pray? No, you think it's the chapel or the church. My favorite place to, pl- to pray is when I go running. And a bunch of you are going, what? Can running? Do what does that, that have to do? Are you allowed to What do does that? that have to do with prayer? So why do, I, why do I love to pray when I go running? Well, first of all, first, do any of you run? I know we've got a few cross-country people in here. So when you run, when you run, right, it demands focus, right? We don't just go and, and kind of wander out there and, and hope that, you know, we make it to the end, okay? So we need to know where we're going, we need to know how long we're going for, we need to pace ourselves, we need to watch how we're breathing, we need to watch how we're running, right? We gotta watch the road in front of us. So running, the physical activity, takes a lot of focus, right? It takes a lot of preparation, it takes a lot of focus, and it really takes a lot of willpower, right? Concentration and willpower to be able to make it to our journey's end. So my favorite place to pray is when I go running, because I have to focus so much on that activity. Physically, my body, that my spirit just kind of follows right along. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So my, my whole body, right, my mind, my heart, my, my legs, my arms, my breathing, all of that is so focused on the activity at hand that my spirit just kind of jumps in with it. So my, while my body is focusing on the activity of running, my spirit is focusing on, right, I have some time alone, I have, I'm, I'm by myself, so I have a perfect opportunity to talk to God, who is, Everywhere right, so I don't have to be in front of a tabernacle I don't have to start with a sign of the cross those those things are important So when I go running it's a beautiful opportunity to pray because my entire being my entire body is Focused and that's all I have to worry about. So that's my favorite place to pray And I'm not like Chris said. I'm not doing anything new I'm not doing anything completely different. It's just a matter of focusing it's just a matter of focusing. So when we pray and as we enter into this Advent season, okay, we're not just going to blow everything up and start from scratch. Right? So, again, quick show of hands. How many of us go to Mass at least once a month? Perfect. Okay. How many of us go to Mass, and we're not going to look around and judge each other, but how many of us skip Mass every once in a while? I'm going to throw my hand up there, too, because I do it, too. All right? It happens to me all the time. I wake up. And I'm feeling a little bad on Sundays, and I say, uh, maybe not today. It's ha- it happens. It's okay. That's why we have confession. So, for Advent, let's say, Chris, let's say I go to Mass once a month, and I only go once a month. So, a very simple thing that I can do is not say, okay, for Advent and for the rest of this year, my new liturgical New Year's resolution is to go to Mass every single day. Okay, is that realistic? If I go to Mass once a month, that's 12 times a year, is it realistic that I'm now gonna go 365 times a year? No, so what's a, in my situation, and I'm gonna connect this with, with some, of you, uh, some of our own activities, what's a realistic New Year's resolution I can make for myself if I only go once a month? Yes. It's, very, it's, the, it's the answer you're all thinking about. Okay, go to Mass every Sunday, or even simpler, go to Mass twice a month. Right? Go to Mass twice a month. So I was going 12 times a year, and now I'm going 24 times a year, and that's better, right? So I don't need to completely blow the whole thing up and, and become, like, you know, floating-on-air saint, right? Where I'm going to Mass every single day, because that's probably not going to happen. I might do it for a week, and then it's not going to happen, okay? So when we, when we think about our liturgical New Year's resolutions, okay, we're going to start simple. We're going to start simple. So think just really quick to yourselves and you don't have to answer. Do you pray before you eat? Okay. You don't have to answer, just, just think to yourself. Do you pray before you eat dinner as a family? Okay. Do you pray before you eat breakfast? Okay. Do you pray before you go to bed? Okay, if you answered no to any of those, then hey, I just gave you one of your Lou liturgical years resolutions because you can start with, you know, I pray before dinner, but I don't pray before breakfast so maybe for advent I'm going to pray before breakfast too right and there you're starting to take another step and you're taking another step and another step so we get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better with every day that passes with every day that gets us closer to christmas so you guys follow so far excellent any any quick questions what we've covered up to this point yes in the back all right so so he said You know, in that example, right? I go to Mass once a month. He said, why don't we just really focus on that day and make that whole day about Mass? And that's good, but when should we be going to Mass? Every Every Sunday. Sunday. So is one Sunday a month gonna cut it? No. Now, if that's my habit, I'm trying to get to, and this is the important part, right? If I'm going once, I'm trying to get to where? No, ultimately. I'm trying to get to every Sunday, right? Right, so if I start with one Sunday a month, that's 12, and I'm trying to get to 52, am I gonna go from 1 to fi- from 12 to 52 overnight? No, so it's gonna, take, it's gonna take time, it's gonna take time. So it's not just enough to really focus about that one Sunday, right? I need to add to that, right? Because we need to get better. We're journeying somewhere, okay? And, and, that's, um, and that's just like Advent. That's just like Advent, because we don't just jump to Christmas. Now, I'm the first one to tell you, and Chris is driv- driven by my house already. Okay, I have my Christmas lights up. I'm putting up my Christmas tree this weekend. Uh, I have my inflatable up on the roof. Right, if, you, if you just drove up to my house, you'd think it's Christmas already. Right, I'm the first one to do that. But it's not Christmas yet. All right. it's, not, it's not even Advent yet. I was going to say, not even Advent <laughs> yet. <laughs> okay, so we don't just jump to Christmas. We've got to get there. We've got to get there, and that means we have to walk. Means we have to journey, okay? And we walk physically through the calendar. But and this is where where Chris is going to jump in here and, and kind of take over this next section. We also walk spiritually. We journey spiritually.
0: Right. So as what he mentioned, like the things that we we do, we, we're walking spiritually. We're taking these steps. I liked his running analogy because it takes you know it takes so many things, right? Sometimes we don't realize it, but it takes so many little things. And that's really the focus of what we're trying to get across. It's just just little things. So one great way to pray, as he mentioned, like when he prays when he runs, he's just kind of aware. He's with God and he's, he's aware. So are, would you say there are a lot of distractions that go on this time of year? Yeah, Like uh, maybe some cool Christmas decorations, maybe inflatables on your roof. Who likes putting up the Christmas tree? Everybody should raise their hand. It's the most fun thing ever. You get to eat cookies and listen to music. It's so fun. But why do we do that? Why? Tell me. Right. You prepare for the coming of Jesus. But I think we can get so caught up in, like, the little things that we do. And we get excited about them, which is great. But we forget why we even do them. Right? You know, you go, it's not even Halloween sometimes, and they have Christmas trees at Home Depot. You know, it's like we celebrate Christmas for a reason, right? So one challenge that we're, we're throwing out there to you guys is when we look at these, these popular symbols, um, like a Christmas tree or Christmas lights or fun decorations or Christmas cookies, you know, all those things are great and they're so fun. But they all mean something, right? They're, they're, they're like a pointer finger. They're saying, look, look over here, right? So we remember like a tree is new life or we have like the evergreen trees, like the pine trees, right? They they never really change that much, right? So we're thinking about, you know, God and his eternity, but then he comes down to be with us in Christmas when Jesus is born. So all these things point to something different. This challenge we're getting across is just, do we even think about these things? So just like, do we spend time being aware of what's going on around us? So just like Jorge made in his, his running analogy, we, we should go through, as we're running this, this little journey to Christmas, are we aware of the different things that are going on? Are we training ourselves? Are we thinking? Are we, are we seeing what these, these, uh, these symbols point us to? Yeah, and, r- and remember, it's a birthday party, right? Whose birthday? Yeah. Jesus! So, so I want you to think of your own birthday, okay?
1: Think of your own birthday a second. Your family's going to throw you a party. Okay, your family's gonna throw you a party. Do they just, do they just the night before come up with something and hope for the best? No, so they're gonna prepare for it, right? They gotta send out invitations, they gotta figure out where the food's coming from, where they're gonna buy that. Okay, so it takes time, it takes preparation, it takes a little bit of a journey before that party. Okay, and then your birthday comes, and is it all about the party? No, what's it about? It's about your birthday, right? It's about your birthday. So the the decorations are great, okay? The cake is delicious, the food is delicious, okay? It's nice to be together, but what's that day, what's that event really about? Celebrating your birthday, okay? So now think of Christmas, okay? Think of Christmas. Do we just wake up on Christmas morning and say, if we're lucky, happy birthday, Jesus, and then kind of get... Caught up in our own in our own world and our own gifts. Okay, is that really what Christmas is about? No. So Christmas, like your own birthday, is gonna take a little bit of preparation. So just like your parents need to buy decorations for your party, right? We buy our Christmas decorations. Okay, just like we have to plan for the food at your party, we are gonna plan for the food at our family party. Okay? It takes preparation. It takes some advanced planning. We don't just wake up on the 25th and say, oh man, I really hope this works. Okay, Because that wouldn't really be a nice thing to do to Jesus Christ. Okay? And if Jesus Christ is the most important person in the universe, right? for 2,000 years and forevermore, he will be the most important person who has ever walked this earth. Right? And if we just take his birthday and minimize it to chance right, or we don't really prepare for it then that's not really fair and he doesn't deserve that okay? so advent is like that like your birthday party advent is that period where we're gonna get ready we're gonna get ready and it's not just about the party okay? it's not just about the party It's not just about the gifts it's not just about the food it's about the celebration okay because when we gather And Jesus told us this himself. What did he say? Where two or three are gathered in my name. How does that finish? Where two or three are gathered in my name. Close. Okay. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there too. Okay. Think about that. Where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says, I am there also. So when we get together as a family to celebrate Christmas, a beautiful opportunity, it's not about our family. Who's the guest of honor? Jesus himself. Jesus himself. So, so Chris mentioned it, right? Those trees, those decorations, those parties, all that Christmas music. It's beautiful. It's fun to look at. The best thing I love to do is to go running at night, especially now because, God, oh, we got all these beautiful houses, right? And all these beautiful lights are up. And those can be distractions, but I like to use them as Reminders. Okay, because they point not to itself, right? When we decorate our house, we're not telling the whole world, look at my house, look how beautiful I decorate it. We are saying what? We are saying we are Christian, we believe in Jesus Christ, and we're going to celebrate his birthday, right? Why else will we decorate for Christmas? Okay, so, so when, I, when we go and, and we see all these lights and these trees and this Christmas music, it's fun, it should be fun because Jesus' birthday is the greatest party in the world but those things point not to themselves but they point right back to jesus christ okay? and that's part of that awareness okay? that's part of that awareness of this advent season right? because we can get so caught up in that we need to force ourselves to say i really want to celebrate i really want a party but not yet not yet so when i see lights when i see christmas trees when i hear christmas music right, it's kinda you know like your your heart starts to beat a little bit faster Like, oh, it's almost party time. okay? But we just remind ourselves, what's this really about? What's this really about? And it's really about celebrating Jesus Christ. And that's going to work the same way with our prayer. With the way that we pray. Again, we're not going to start from scratch and and try something completely brand new. We're going to take what's already there, and we're just going to focus it a little more. Okay? And and I know Chris is going to talk a little bit about like nativities and icons maybe Uh, but my favorite a a really cool thing not my favorite I like to say that a lot but one of the one of the things I really like to do is when I look at a nativity look at the faces look at the faces of the characters Okay, where is Mary and Joseph looking right most of the time they're looking at Jesus but not all the time sometimes they're looking right at you right and then and then look at the three kings right sometimes they're right up close and sometimes they're really far Right? Or the shepherd. Sometimes the shepherd is right there with all his sheep and sometimes he's all the way on the left hand side of the nativity. Okay? And these things mean something. So, so when you see a nativity, kind of look at it and, and ask yourself, what is the artist who made this nativity trying to tell me? Where are the characters looking? Where are the characters situated? And, and Chris is going to talk about imagination in a minute. Place yourself, place yourself in that scene. Right? Where would you be? Where would you be? So Chris, if you want to take off, take off with the imagination
0: here. Yes. Who's, who watches SpongeBob sometimes? Very good. You know, back in my day, I remember when they first showed SpongeBob. I watched the first episode, I did. But yeah, for real. So you remember SpongeBob's famous imagination. Do you guys ever use your imagination? Yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Did you know? Did you know that you could use your imagination when you pray? Really? Maybe. That, thanks for being honest. Let, let's get an honest show of hands. There. Who
1: not knew bad. that? For real. Okay.
0: Okay. Not bad. Not bad. That's good. I'm proud. It's about of you. half the group. Yeah. That's solid. So, who has heard of, there's a group of religious called the Jesuits. Who's heard of the Jesuits? Have you heard of uh, maybe Belen, the school? Right. Well, the the priests that are there are Jesuit priests. And so they were founded by this guy, kind of a big deal. His name is St. Ignatius. Right. Have you heard of him? Of Loyola. Very good. So St. Ignatius had this great spirituality. He does this, uh, has this thing called discernment of spirits. Um, but he has this, this type of meditation that is really beautiful and really awesome. And it's really fun because what you do, basically, is you take a prayer and you use your imagination. So uh, one example is, uh, well, the best way to do it is when you take, like, a gospel reading. So the gospels are stories in... Um, uh, like retellings of what what happened of who when we read the gospel who 's usually the main character Jesus excellent, so what we do when we do like a Ignatian uh, meditation with the Gospels, we take a specific story and we put ourselves in that story. Have you ever done that with like your favorite book who read who 's read Harry Potter? okay, almost everyone loves Harry Potter, maybe the movies right. Well, maybe I'm a little dated. Anyway, so, when you know, it's fun to read a book or maybe you play a video game or watch a movie, pretend that you're, like, in it, uh, you know, you're friends with the characters, whatever. But, you, can, you know, you can do that with Jesus. You can pray with that, and it's, it's a beautiful way to communicate with him. And the great thing about this is that it's real. <gasps> what? Yeah, so this is a beautiful way to pray. And this is a way that people have prayed for hundreds of years. So if you don't mind, I thought we could do a little practice together, and I'll I'll go through it with you guys, and we can practice, um, and we can use this later on. So whose feast day is it today? Do we know? St. Andrew. And what is St. Andrew known for? A fishy thing? Well, he is a fisherman. Very good. Yes, he was crucified on an X shaped cross. He was a martyr. Very good. What St. Andrew is most known for is being the first called. So he was the first one to follow Jesus. And then he went and told his brother. Who is St. Andrew's brother? Simon Peter. St. Peter. The first pope, right? So if St. Andrew hadn't come along and said, hey, Peter, there's this really cool guy. I I think he's going to save the world. You should probably meet him. If he didn't do that, would we probably have the same church as we do now? No, probably not. Things would be a little different. So we have a lot to be thankful for to St. Andrew. So today we're going to be reading a brief passage where St. Andrew first comes into the picture and he talks to his brother Simon Peter. Peter. Could have been. You never know. I know God would have done something, so we wouldn't be alone. But either way, um, so let's kind of like what we did at the beginning. What I'm going to do is ask you to be quiet and kind of reflect. Don't mess around with any people around you. Don't look around. Just close your eyes and kind of get in the zone, you know?
1: And it really helps if you close your eyes because you, really, you can really put yourself inside the story. And that's, really, that's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to put ourselves inside this story. So when you hear them speak, you're, you're going to pretend that like they're standing right next to you, and you're having a converse- you're in the middle of the conversation.
0: Exactly. So I'm going to do some, some uh, guided meditation to give you guys some pointers about what to think about, but it's up to you to paint the picture. It's up to you to experience these things. So I want everyone to close their eyes and give this your all, guys. I promise it's going to be really cool. All right? So everyone, close your eyes, please. Now imagine yourself—you're on the shore of a lake. It's kind of breezy. You're by the water. What does the air feel like? Okay. You don't have to answer. Just answer in your answer in your head. So feel the air. Feel. Feel the sand on your feet. You're not wearing any shoes or anything. What's it feel like between your toes? Shh. Answer in your head, please. In your head.
1: Just use your imagination here.
0: So who's around you? There's a bunch of people. And there's this there's John the Baptist, right? There's a lot of people trying to figure out what he's doing. So there's a crowd. And you're right outside Thank the crowd on this lake. All those students who will be taking the bus home today, the bus service will be just a little
1: late today. This message is for all students
0: who will be using the bus all right. transportation today. Keep to go your eyes home. closed, please. Let's not lose the mojo. All right, close your eyes, please. So we're back on the ocean, or the lake shore. There's a lot of people. It's breezy. There's sand between your toes. You're trying to understand what's going on. So listen to the words of the gospel. The gospel of John. John, excuse me. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. What does that look like to you? What does Jesus look like when he walks by you? What's he dressed in? What color is his hair? Do other people look when John points his finger? When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following. You're following Jesus now. You're behind him. And Jesus turns around, and he looks at you. And he looks at you right in the eyes. What color are Jesus' eyes? What's his face look like? How does he look at you? Jesus asked, what do you want? What do you seek? What do you seek? What do you want from Jesus? If you could ask Jesus any question, what would you do? What would you say? Ask him. The two disciples said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went, and they saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. Where do you go? Where does Jesus take you? What do you do? You eat some food with him. You sit. You see Jesus who he is. What's that like? Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Kephas, which means Peter. Peter. Have you ever been so excited about a movie, about a TV show, about a toy, that you went and you told someone else about it? Imagine that feeling when you meet Jesus, who totally changes your life. You just spent time with him. Who are you gonna go tell? Who do you reach out to first? All right, everyone, open your eyes. Thank you very much.
1: So was that difficult? Was that difficult? Not too bad, right? We we just have a few minutes left, and I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. What you just did is a very advanced form of prayer. What you just did is a very advanced form of prayer, and a type of prayer that not many people do. Was that difficult? Right. Was it easy to put yourself in that picture? Okay, so yeah. It's, as we kind of come around full circle, and we're going to recap a little bit about what we've what we've spoken about. We said we started by saying next this coming Sunday is a new year, and we're going to make some new liturgical year resolutions. Okay. And it's going to be little things, so we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We're just going to be honest with ourselves. We're going to be honest with our families. We're going to be honest with our reality and then we're just gonna try to be a little bit better okay, so we don't need to jump all the way to where we want or need to be but we're gonna try to do at least one thing new that's gonna get us to where we're journeying and in Advent in particular we're gonna do one thing new that's gonna help us journey more closely more intimately more honestly to that real celebration of Christmas So, I just want you to take a few seconds and maybe start to think up what some of those New Year's, new liturgical year's resolutions might be. And maybe it's like we've already said, to go to Mass more often. Uh, But if you enjoyed this little type of prayer, maybe, just maybe, your New Year's resolution could be to take each Sunday's Gospel, or if it's easier, one Gospel a month, and do this type of prayer that took less than five minutes to do? All right, quick show of hands, how many of us spend more than five minutes playing a video game? Okay, so if we can devote, okay, put your hands down, if we can devote, right, and normally I'd say you probably play for about an hour, right, if not more? Way more? Okay, so, so if you can devote at least one hour Right? So playing video games, then I know you can carve out five minutes, five minutes to do this type of prayer. To just go and find a quiet space in your house and maybe invite your parents to do it too. Okay? Because let me tell you something. If you want your parents, if you want what's best for your parents, sometimes that needs to come from you. Right? If your parents don't pray with you, right? Sometimes the best way to do that is for you to go up to them and say, Mom and Dad, can we pray together? And maybe they'll like, look at you like, Whoa, where did that come from? And it's going to change their life. Right? Just like Andrew went and grabbed Peter, sometimes it takes you going to your mom or your dad and saying, Let's pray together. And you're going to say, And I have this really cool, really advanced way to pray, and I need you to use your imagination. So Mom and Dad, put your phone away and listen to me read the gospel, I want you to put yourself inside this story, and you do what we just did with you right at home. Five minutes. Very simple. Okay, all he did was pick a gospel reading, and he read it for us. And he stopped every once in a while to ask these questions, right? So, and, and the story kind of lends itself right to that. So what are some of those simple things that we can do right, this Advent? So maybe it's like we have said, right? When we, see a, when we see a Christmas tree or we see a beautiful house with its lights up or we hear those Christmas carols, right? Instead of just getting caught up in the excitement of, yay, it's almost Christmas, we say, we take, we take a step back and say, what's this reminding me about? Right, what's this reminding me about? Why is that Christmas tree or, or that light or that Christmas carol playing? Okay, what's that really pointing to? And how do, I, how do I stay true to that? Right? Maybe it's like we've said, go to Mass a little more often. Maybe it's pray a little more often as a family or as an individual. Maybe it's like we just fed, said, to do this kind of imagination prayer. Okay, there's all sorts of things that we can do. And all it takes is just a little bit of focus. All it takes is just a little bit of focus. A little bit of effort, a little bit of determination. And I know you have it because you're all fantastic students here. So we're not asking you to do something that you haven't done already. Cuz I'm sure you focus very well when it's time for a test or when you got homework to do or when you have a big project coming up. So if we can do that for our school work, we can most certainly do it for our Lord. Amen. So we have, let me see, perfect. We have 10 minutes. So I know I'm sure you've got some questions and it might take a little bit of time for those questions to surface. But we're going to take just a few minutes and, and open this up. What would you like to ask us? What do you want to say? What do you want to did, did anything in particular stick out to you? And don't be shy. There's no such thing as a bad question. Yes, sir. Are we brothers? Do we look like brothers? We are not brothers. Ironically enough, Chris, you are 6 years younger than me. Just about 32. Yeah, so he's six years younger than me, uh, and, and I just got to know Chris this year, and the more I learn about him, he is kind of living the same exact life that I lived just six years later. So we're not related, we're not brothers, but, but we're, we're, we're pretty much the same. <laughs> Over there, yes. That's a very good question. So she said, are we sure that the 25th of December is the exact day Jesus was born? Earth-shattering news. And I don't mean to ruin Christmas for you, okay? It's probably not December 25th when Jesus was born, okay? That's when we celebrate it. That's when we celebrate it. But that is likely, that is likely not the exact day. We don't know the exact day Jesus was born, which is why we celebrate it on December 25th. But... And this, is, and this is the fun part about using scripture, okay? So if we use our imagination at the, st- at the telling of Jesus' birth, right, the angels appeared to who? No, the angels. When Jesus was born, the angels appeared to the shepherds. And the shepherds were with who? Or with what? The sheep. So if you go to the Holy Land on December 25th, it is very, very highly unlikely that there is going to be any shepherds with sheep out in the field. Why? Because it's really cold. Okay, because it's really cold. So the shepherds probably weren't going to be out in the field with their sheep. So when, when you kind of see these details in Scripture, right, and then you kind of look at what's the reality, no, it's probably not December 25th. But forever, we have been celebrating it on December 25th, because we don't know the exact date. Obviously, if we knew the exact date, that would be the celebration. But we don't know. Yes, sir. Are these are full-time jobs. Yes, we are on a speaker circuit. No. <laughs> we work full-time for the church. So we're right next door at the, at the church office. And we do this all the time. Our, our job is to, uh, to journey with young people in their faith formation. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry? Why did people start giving gifts on Christmas? All right, that's an excellent, how long do I have? Seven minutes, perfect. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is one of my favorite feast days of the entire year. Chris, who do we celebrate next Wednesday? Who thinks it's St. Nicholas? It most certainly is St. Nicholas. So, why do we give gifts on Christmas? That's a tradition that comes from St. Nicholas, okay? Which, and from St. Nicholas comes Santa Claus, okay? So we give gifts on Christmas because St. Nicholas, who was a bishop, okay, learned that one of his people, okay, one one of the people for whom he cared, okay, because as a bishop he had his flock, was in need of money. But he wanted to be very secretive about helping this family. So in the cover of darkness, he went to their house and he got a little bag of money and he threw it through an open window so that the next morning when that family would wake up, there would be in their home a small gift, a small bag of money, the money that they needed. Okay? Ironically, where did that bag of money fall? in a sock that was hanging. So that's where we get the tradition of, what do we hang up on Christmas? Stockings. Okay? So the very first, the very first stocking stuffer was a gift from Bishop Nicholas, who on the cover of darkness wanted to help a family, and he went and he threw some money through an open window, and it fell into a hanging sock. Okay? And that is where the tradition not only of stockings comes from, but the tradition of Gift giving and the image of Santa Claus comes from the tr- the the person of Santa Claus comes from. We have room. F- Did that answer the question? Good enough. All right. We have time for two more questions. So I'm gonna go all the way to the back. Yes, sir. Nicholas, he's offering presents. So see him after we finish here. Yes. So she said, "What do I do on my free time? I do a lot on my free time." So I live a life just like anyone else. So I already said I like to run. Uh, I like to bike. Uh, what else do I like to do? Just about just about anything normal, right? I take care of my house. I take care of my families. I go out with my wife. I have two dogs, two little puppies. So so I just live. It, my life is actually pretty boring, and I have two Boston terriers, and that's that's my life. And Chris. Chris, his, he doesn't have much free time right now because he is getting married in January. So all his free time right now, and I am I'm, I'm speaking for him, but all his free time right now is spent planning the wedding. Okay? And just like we plan for Christmas, but it's not just about the party, okay? he's planning for his wedding, but it's not just about the reception. And I was going to have room for one more question, but we're going to do something very special uh, because tomorrow is a special day, and uh, he hates that I'm going to do this to him. But tomorrow is Chris's birthday. All right? So. so can you help me in singing happy birthday? Can we do that? All right, Ready?
0: You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever had anyone sing for me that loud before. I'll never forget that, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for your attention. You guys were great. I don't have time for questions, so you can ask your teacher. Sorry. But we're going to wrap up with a quick prayer and get you guys where you need to be so like we do all things let's start in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen heavenly father thank you so much for this opportunity to be here to talk about the birth of your son to prepare our hearts for his entrance into the world to celebrate our life with him please allow us to see the simple things that you provide for us allow us to always see how you reach out to love us and help us have open hearts to love you and to see you in everything that we, that we do and everything that you do for us. In your holy name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Buds of Faith. If you have any questions,
1: comments, show ideas, or feedback, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Send us an email at podcast at C-O-T-L-F dot org. Or visit our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page at C-O-T-L-F.
1: This has been a recording of Buds of Faith.
0: Trademark pending. Church of Little Flower
1: in the city beautiful Coral Gables, Florida.
0: All rights reserved.
1: God bless you.
0: Yo. <laughs>